Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Union Power Coaching Podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where each week we discuss ways to live happier, healthier and more productive lives. I really hope you've all been very, very well. I want to say thank you so much. I've noticed the listens are going up each week, which is so great for me to see. And I'm glad that you're all enjoying it, or I hope you're enjoying it. Please let me know if you're enjoying it. And to be building this community, this positive community, is something really, really important to me, which brings me to today's subject. Today's subject is about the importance of community. So for me personally, being part of different communities has given me a real sense of belonging, and an opportunity to meet and spend time with many types of people that perhaps I wouldn't have spent time with otherwise, and I can learn different things from these people. And it's a really good way, I think, as well, to help us develop support networks as we can gain other perspectives and new insights and ideas that we might struggle with otherwise if we always go to the same friend or if we always go to the same family member when we need advice. It's similar to how mentors work in many ways, where we have mentors in our lives that specialize in certain areas. Doesn't mean we can't go to friends, doesn't mean we can't go to families, but it's important to understand the strengths and the weaknesses of people within our network and of course of ourselves as well. If I use football as an example, you wouldn't ask Cristiano Ronaldo to play a game in defense because it's not his strength. Even though he is arguably the best footballer to ever have played football, he still has his weaknesses. So you use him in the areas where he's gonna be most helpful to the team and most dangerous to the opposition. So someone in our network, they might be great at offering relationship advice, but maybe not so great at offering career advice and vice versa. So it's important that we play to our strengths and that we utilize our network and our team around us and utilize them to their strengths too. So a community can range from somewhere where we go to practice our hobbies, be it maybe the gym, a football team, as I mentioned, maybe a book club, maybe in a band. It could be a faith-based group, be it religious or spiritual in some other way. Uh, Maybe a volunteer group. For example, my mum volunteers at a horse sanctuary and she's met various people there that she wouldn't have met otherwise. And it might be that you're part of some kind of professional development group as well, evening courses, open groups. Or lastly, maybe it's some kind of student alumni group where you've been at a university, at a college, and you've kept in contact with the people that were part of your college or university network. So communities not only help and support us through challenging times and maybe big changes in our lives, but they're also there to help us enjoy and celebrate the simple moments, the beautiful moments in life as well. They're a really good way of encouraging healthier behaviours. If you think of something like Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, the reason that these groups have so much success is due to the fact that they're all able to offer each other support. They're all there for one another. So when they feel like they're maybe having a difficult time, They've got other people to hold them up when they're falling, and they are there to hold others up when they see that they are maybe falling as well. I myself in 2014 was part of an eating disorder open group, and obviously due to confidentiality, I can't really share too much of what we spoke about, but what I can say from my personal experience to be sat here today as happy and as healthy as I am, I I owe so much of this to the organisation that ran the group but also to each of the people that went there week in and week out with me because the things that we would share together and the ways that we would realise that we weren't alone and we'd remind one another that we weren't alone 
when we were feeling at our most vulnerable, it was something so important to me that I'm still grateful for to this day. And it's something that I still really feel like it shaped who I would go on to become and who I am today. There are so many different types of communities, of course, but today I want to focus on one particular experience in a community that I have had, sharing how I initially got involved with this community and how it is still really, really an active part of my life today. And the community that I want to talk about is the School of the World community. So School of the World is based in a town called Hako in Costa Rica, and it describes itself as a community-inspired learning destination. And at School of the World, they offer yoga, surfing, photography, and Spanish classes. And when I went there in 2015, I did the Spanish program, because at the time, the truth is I knew nothing about surf culture, and I was just completely focused on finding somewhere to learn Spanish. This also predated my passion for yoga by about two and a half years, I guess. So for me, at the time, it was actually a really good thing to focus just on Spanish because it meant I could get my teeth just into one thing, which was really, really good for me at the time for my concentration. And before I continue, I do want to say that School of the World are not sponsoring this podcast. I'm not being paid to talk about School of the World. When I think of community, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. And that comes from having had such a good, positive experience there. And the fact it still plays such a big and important impact on my life today. So to go into more detail about the school, the location of the school is amazing. It's right on the beach. It's a very, very vibrant town, but a very, very small town. So that for me added to that community vibe, that community feel, because you get to know people's faces to the point where you never feel alone. You know, recently I've been living in Bogota. I mean, I say recently, it's now been about two years, I guess. And like a lot of cities, most people walk with their heads down. They genuinely want to make eye contact with people in the street. And to this day, I still greet people in the street, which my wife finds hilarious. And she'll always like nudge me. She knows I'm going to do it. She'll nudge me in the arm to be like, don't say hi, don't say hi. But of course, that only makes me want to say hi even more. It's like asking a child not to push the red button you know they're going to do it. And I guess I just compared myself to a child, but I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So um, when I compare that, of course, to that community feeling in Costa Rica, in, in Hako in Costa Rica, I'd be riding my bike around the town. And I'd probably say hi to so many people, be it local shop owners or friends or acquaintances or friends of friends that I knew there, just because that's the that's the sense you get there. You sense that everybody is together and everybody wants to communicate everybody wants to be there for one another and support one another one of my favorite things about the school of the world community in particular is that people from all walks of life go there be it people on a gap year perhaps like students on a gap year people like myself at the time i was in my mid-20s whether it's backpackers doctors businessmen and women all the way to people that have retired you want to just go and have like a new experience on paper, it might sound like a real contrast in personalities and maybe personalities that aren't going to gel together. They're not going to mix very well. But everyone there has at least one thing in common. And that one thing is that everybody is seeking a new experience and everybody is seeking connection. In my time there as a student, I had conversations with all of these types of people where any material or perhaps educational achievements, they were just totally stripped away. They were totally irrelevant because... We were just two people or a group of people talking about life and sharing stories. So we often forget that underneath of everything, we're the same. 
I joke always with lots of my friends that I've made on my travels or in different communities that I sometimes forget they've got what I call in inverted commas a real job because very often they're just somebody that I met in a pair of swim shorts or in a yoga studio and someone that maybe I had rice and beans with with the locals in Costa Rica. I guess another thing is that we often forget that, not that we forget, but maybe we kind of avoid the fact that we all want to be liked, whether we admit it or not. We all want to share, we all want to learn, and we all want to feel accepted, and we all want to feel like a, a part of something. Which is one of the reasons why I first went to Costa Rica in 2015, because as I mentioned, I was suffering with an eating disorder, and in 2014 I went to the open group, so I believe it's about six or nine months later, I really felt like I wanted to get away and I felt like I wasn't fitting in anywhere and that perhaps I was drifting away from the communities I've been a part of for a long time in my in my home city my home country and I developed a small music community over the years and I'd enjoyed playing music with with people but as life went on and as people move on or people move away whether it's for work or study or just whatever reason life might take them in other directions of course, it's natural that we're going to lose these networks. We're going to lose these communities. And like a lot of people, I guess, I tried to recreate these communities with other people. But it's it's not something that you can replicate. These places, they're, they're genuine, they're organic, and it's a real connection. And, you know, it's nothing against people that maybe I played music with later. It's very much one of those it's not you, it's me situations. And we need to be open to changing our circles and seeking new connections whether we like it or not, we, we will grow apart from some of our friends and our, and our partners too. And that's just the way that life goes. We move in opposite directions or maybe our focus and our interests change and our projects change. And I think by denying this or denying ourselves of this makes it more challenging when we have no choice but to separate from them. Especially in a romantic relationship, in those situations, we can sometimes confuse, I think, the respect and the care that we have for somebody and we can confuse that for love sometimes and we feel like we must stay and and sometimes the kindest thing is to be given or to give someone else freedom the initial pain and hurt of course will be inevitable but eventually life will show us that it had greater plans for us it had greater plans for them it had more suitable people that would come into our lives that would complete us and that we would too complete so in my case in 2014 2015 I was looking to get away from the place where I felt that I'd become unwell and something that I often sp spoke about then and something that I still refer to now is how I felt like I needed geographical difference between myself like a big distance and that was the only way that I felt I would be able to begin healing and processing everything that had been going on and to be able to move forward. At the time, I was in no condition with my health at all to go off to a cabin in the woods on my own, for example. I needed to be around people, but people that knew nothing about me. When we become judgmental of ourselves, as I was at the time due to my eating disorder and the anxiety and the, the depression that came with it, we naturally assume that our friends and our families are judging us in the same way, whether they are or not. But with new people, we are taken at face value. And people can see us for who we truly are. They, they don't know our story. They don't know what's happened recently. They don't know our successes and our failures. They just see us for who we are in that moment when they meet us. I'll go into more depth in a future podcast about this, but I met my wife in 2014 at the, 
at the height, at the peak of my illness. But she had no idea at the time and she accepted me and she loved me for, for me. And I truly believe that this is what has helped us maintain such a strong and pure connection over the years and quite truthfully why, why I love her so much because she reminded me who I really am because all of these stories I was creating in my mind due to other circumstances and my, my health condition you lose track of who you really are you become so blinded by all of that stuff that you forget who you are at the core and when somebody sees you for who you are and they remind you of that it's the greatest gift anybody can can give, which is why it's so important when they say, you know, we never know what's happening in someone's life. So we should always be kind, always be understanding, always be compassionate. Even if it's a confrontational situation happened to me recently, there was a very confrontational situation that happened with me and I kept holding myself back thinking, I'm pretty sure this person's not frustrated with me. So I'm not going to throw wood on their fire. I'm just going to hold back on it because it's not going to do anyone any good. But as I say, I'll, I'll do a podcast on this in the future. So I'm going to go back to School of the World now before I completely go off on a tangent about other things. But what I loved and still love to this day about the School of the World community is that it's such a small but big family feel. And it expands every week, of course, because there's always students coming and going. But you've got the core of the school. You've got Maria, who I still call Mama to this day, and Victoria. And technically, they both work in housekeeping, but... There's so, so much more. The two of them, along with Pedro in the maintenance department, are really the heart and soul of that school. They're the, they're the smiles and the laughs that you see and that you hear in the communal areas all the time. And they're the people that are making sure that everyone is well looked after. And they're the ones singing and just constantly reminding you of where you are. And after 20 or so years of the school having existed now, None of the three have picked up very much English um, from it, from the students that have come and gone, but it doesn't stop them being able to communicate on a really pure and uh, sincere level with people. They can communicate by, by sharing coffee and preparing food for people or maybe recognising when people aren't feeling great or tired or homesick and giving them some soup if they think they're feeling a bit sick or something and their gift of giving people smiles because... These people are so happy to have us in their school. They just love receiving students and giving people that experience and sharing their culture, but also sharing their country as well. And along with them, of course, there's the teachers. And when I was a student, I was taught by Lucia and Laura, both of whom still remain really, really close friends to this day. And the Spanish teachers don't just get to teach their language, but they get to teach their culture through language. They get to take students to local markets and other cultural activities. Laura, for example, gave salsa lessons, which I laughed my way through because I don't dance too well. Um, though these experiences, of course, with the teachers and with the other students are some of my fondest memories because you just let yourself go in those experiences. You've got no expectation. You've got nothing to prove to anybody. It's not like when you're with your friends where... Whether there is a competition there or not, you still feel like, oh no, I can't embarrass myself in front of my friends. I can't embarrass myself in front of my family. But when you're with strangers, sometimes it's like, well, what the hell? We can all embarrass ourselves together and laugh about it later. And even though there was a student I didn't take surf or yoga classes, the teachers still treat you like you're part of their group. They still make time to high five everyone and ask how they're doing and if everything's okay. And culturally there, it's such a caring country. There's such caring people and they always want to make sure that other people are, are doing well 
whether they know them or not, or whether they're part of their group or not. And they don't want to gain anything from anybody. They, they want to just give to people. And I guess the way I could put it is that makes it feel like such a safe place to be. Not from a security perspective. I mean, it is a safe place from that perspective too, the school and the country in general, but it feels safe because you're being accepted as a human and people want you to be well. People want you to be comfortable. And it's truly a beautiful feeling that just washes over you the moment you walk through the school's gates. And by being in such an atmosphere makes it much easier to learn from other people and to really make the most of the experience there because meeting such a diverse and eclectic group of of people you're exposed to so many new ways of thinking and you're exposed to so many other cultures these are things that we'd usually only know about from what our country's media perhaps lead us to believe and we don't really get an authentic experience until you're with these people, whether it's with Costa Ricans in Costa Rica or at the school where you've got people from all over the world, literally name the country they've been there. And you can sit with them and you can learn about them and their culture. It was a really amazing way to forge new connections with, with other people. And many of those connections I still have to this day. I mean, lots of those connections grew into really, really important friendships for me. And Everybody there in some way is jumping out of some kind of comfort zone and testing themselves and seeing that they can fly. Seeing people growing every day like that and the confidence that they're, that they're gaining on their journey is it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever witnessed where someone arrives and they're as quiet as a mouse and a week later or a couple of weeks later or sometimes days later, they're just part of the group and they're colorful and they're energetic and they've just completely embraced the situation i saw people there that were afraid of heights who went waterfall climbing or zip lining it's just uh, every day you're seeing what human uh you know the possibilities of human potential i guess is a better way to say it and by joining a new community you then also branch out into extended communities be it by introduced to locals friends of friends or whatever it is in my case, I rented an Airbnb when I was a student. I didn't stay in the school, which is an option, but I, I rented an Airbnb. And I'm still friends with my Airbnb host, Sean, to this day, who I spoke about on the Gratitude episode. I'm still friends with Eduardo, who runs an independent business in the town, and Orsine, who was one of the guards at the complex where I stayed. It's just this knock-on effect of people where you take yourself to a new situation in a new community and it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You're just constantly connecting new pieces together, gaining new experiences and new insights. And they can be passed on to, to other people as well. I mean, in the example of the school, there's a connection with former students and future students because you can all relate over the experience that you've all shared in the school, whether it was together or whether it was apart. People want to be able to share that experience. They want to hear about your time in that community as well. And I've had the opportunity to help out at the school as well as a volunteer in 2018, 2019, to give a few as well, like yoga classes, meditation workshops. And it was so fun for me and almost surreal to be able to give something to the students, to be able to make sure people had a great experience there and to see that someone like myself was still part of the school three or four years later at the time for them was huge because they're like, wow, like this isn't like a honeymoon period. This isn't like a one week learning vacation and then that's it. Like this is something that we have for life. And that's the same in any community. When we join a community, 
we can be part of that forever in some way. My wife and I are going to go back to Costa Rica in October to live for a period of time. And I, I just can't wait to go back and connect again with that community that I've been away from for a while. Even though I've been in contact with them, it's going to be so nice to just walk back in. Like they say, like a, a comfy old pair of slippers, you know, like it's there's nothing better than that. So by having put myself out there and joining a new community, I open up so many doors in my life that I didn't know were there to be opened. So when I started at the school, I did a seven-week trip that turned into a nine-week trip. And then I ended up traveling around Central America. And also I went to Brazil and I didn't have much money. So I found myself doing what other people in that community had recommended, which was a workaway project, which was a way to extend my time in Costa Rica by as much as possible. Whether you're familiar or not with Workway, maybe you're not. There's also a, a website called Woofing, Worldwide Organic Farming, I believe it, it stands for. These are two websites where you can find projects where they're seeking volunteers. They want your work, your labor in exchange for a bed and food. So I found myself working on a couple of farms, one of which I stayed on for, for six months. It was an organic farm and I was doing anything from construction growing fruit, vegetables, looking after animals. And again, th- these are things I'd never done before. So what started as a small seed of joining the school community, it just grew into just all of these other possibilities and all of these new experiences that I never would have thought I would have had. And the people that I met in this year that I was there, they really gave me the belief in myself and the confidence to be able to live as I'm as I'm living now and seeing what's possible through other people and then replicating in our own way. We then become the people that inspire others who will replicate us in their own way. And lastly, when we're part of one community, we're more likely to want to join other ones as well. So since School of the World, I've become part of a transcendental meditation community. I've joined uh, the School of Positive Transformation community as well. Um, The DDP Yoga community I believe I mentioned on the first ever podcast that in August, which is super close now, I'm going to travel to Cali in Colombia for a yoga teacher training at the IKY Center, where I've got really high hopes of joining another new community. And this is all stemmed from that first experience of joining that school of the world, doing something different and taking a leap of faith, if you will. And from that moment, it was, I believe it was March 2015 when I went to school of the world and We're now in July 2022, and it just gave me this new, clear path that I wanted to walk down in my life and never be afraid to try new things. And it's always so exciting to to do it because you know that you're going to learn so much from so many people and you're going to create so many different memories as well. So that there is my story and experience with a community As I say, I was not paid to talk about School of the World. Um, This is part of my life I hold very, very dearly. But if you do want to know more about the School of the World, check them out on Instagram, School of the World, or their website, schooloftheworld.org. I'll also put the links in the description for this as well on the podcast platforms and on YouTube. Please let me know in the comments and on social media at Union Power Coaching what communities you are part of and what role they play in your day-to-day life. As always, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. It helps massively for me and for the podcast. Until next Wednesday for the midweek meditation, stay happy, stay well, stay connected. Goodbye.
For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.